something sexy. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kitty Liquor. That's L-I-Q-U-O-R. Don't get it twisted. I am Cat Wonders, and this is episode... 50! It's not quite 52. 52, I think I'm going to do something special, but this is episode 50. I know it's an even number. I can't believe I've done it 50 episodes. It's crazy. I'm super proud of myself, I have to admit, for a solo podcast coming up with content for 50 episodes, 50 hours worth of content. (laughs) That's a lot. Um, But I have so much more to talk about, and luckily I have some wonderful fans that love to send me jokes to save me. (laughs) Um, Today, I'm going to be reading some kitty twisters that are from one of my subscribers and longtime fan. It's weird to call people fans or what like followers. Let's just use that word. Um, So I kind of wanted to do balloons. Knowing me, (laughs) leaving things last minute and living a little out of town, I wind up having all these dreams and Um, ambitions to do something special. Like for Valentine's Day, I kind of bombed because I could have easily just gotten some really cheap cardboard cutouts from the dollar store. And I know you don't care. And for those of you listening, it really doesn't matter because you're just here to listen to my voice, not necessarily see all of the aesthetic glory, but I do like to put an extra effort. Anyway, yeah. So I am a little bit understated today with my outfit and my jewelry. That's because I'm wearing a bright red lip. And this is enough. I don't always love to wear red lipstick, especially in public when I'm going out to dinner because it's kind of one of those things where inevitably there's gonna be some sort of smudge stain, red on the teeth. I enjoy salads. Salads and red lipstick is definitely a terrible combination. I took it upon myself to put on some red lipstick today because all I'm doing is making a cocktail. This is on my desk, I don't know why. Lucky for me, Dixon Distillery sent me some of their incredible spirits and I have to show you because I am all about aesthetics and not in a shallow kind of way, but I do appreciate the effort put in when it comes to packaging and uh, this company nailed it. They sent me five of their spirits and let me just show you. So Dixon's Distillery is out of Guelph, Ontario. I've cracked into this already. <laughs> this is just this morning. No, I'm just joking. This <laughs> I've had this in a few different cocktails just to test it out and try it out. And this is their Wicked Citrus Gin. I'll get more into uh, the information about Dixon's Distillery. This is actually award-winning, this one specifically. 40% alcohol, typical for a gin. But this being a citrus gin, I love it. Definitely, definitely sippable. And uh, let me show you the rest that they sent. Okay, look at this packaging. So this, to me, if I got this as a gift, because there is vodka and gin in this little care package, this lovely little spirit box to lift your spirits. In fact, you know, it's funny, I am going to get into a little bit of like paranormal stuff later, or maybe I will, maybe I won't. But spirit box is actually something that I use to when I do my ghost communication sessions. (laughs) But this is another kind of spirit box. So in this lovely little package, we have the Silver Creek Vodka, the Flaming Caesar Vodka, which is also award-winning. I have not tried this, this. I did try the Wicked Raspberry Gin, lovely, and the Wicked Blueberry Gin. So I'm gonna crack all of these and just get wasted. Just joking, I won't. But I'm gonna taste them all um, tastefully, like little little bits, little sips. Once again, I don't really have a a vessel. Actually, yes, I do. I see something. <laughs> I've got the lid of my martini shaker. No, I can't use it because it's dirty. It's got espresso on it. That will ruin it for me. That's oh, okay. Well, I'm just gonna have to. These are my bottles, but you know what? I have red lipstick on, so I cannot. I can't sip out of these. <laughs> Um, do I have to make another trip downstairs? No, I don't want to. I could, no, actually, oh, they're cork lids. I'm gonna have to use the lid off this rum I have sitting over here. No, that doesn't do it justice. Anyway, also I noticed 
really like really bad in the last episode how this sound was like taking over the entire podcast. So I'm going to be conscious starting now. I think I probably did it 55,000 times already. Um, but I'm going to be conscious about the sound that this makes. So apologies. I do need to figure out a way to absorb the sound from the table of the table when I put things onto it because it's my microphone is attached to the table and that's what's going on. Um, I also didn't do my hair. So actually that's not true. Yesterday I got a new, it's called an Amica, A-M-I-K-A, Amica, Amica, um, hair brush blow dryer. And it's a round brush and it's essentially a way to straighten style and dry your hair all at the same time. Uh, and I freaking love it. I needed a bit more product in my hair because it was so dry and it started to get staticky. Staticky hair is really annoying and kind of a phobia. Like it just makes me feel disgusting. <laughs> when I could feel the aura around my hair, I just, I don't like it. It's like electricity and it bothers me. Um, anyway, so yesterday I did shower and then believe it or not, I do shower sometimes, uh, and then dried my hair with this dryer. And it was incredible. And I, uh, the thing is, I like a lot of volume on my hair, but what this does specifically is kind of smooth and straighten your hair. So it's kind of the opposite of what I'm looking for. So what yesterday I was walking around, like feeling my hair kind of like, hmm, feels kind of like, feels very smooth, but not, it doesn't have body. But this morning, because I slept in it, I've got a bit of dry shampoo in here has a little bit more volume and I'm always going like this and like this to try to va va boom up my hair. Um, anyway, off track, I need a way to taste these spirits and I think it's gonna mean I have to go downstairs again and I don't want to because I'm a lazy man, <laughs> woman. I'll be right back. No, I know I should have five of these, but I don't really need to taste all of them. I'm just gonna try the three that I haven't tried before, which are, I'm gonna start with the Silver Creek Vodka and I'm excited. Now, as I'm opening these, which I should have, yes, done earlier, I'm gonna read. Dixon's Distillery was started by J.D. and Vicki Dixon. Dixon's Distilled Spirits was the first craft distillery in Guelph, Ontario. In 2018 alone, Flaming Caesar Vodka, which we are gonna try, Wicked Citrus Gin, which I have, and their Licorice Gin were all winners at the World Drinks Awards. So Licorice Gin would be wonderful. I wonder if it's black licorice. I know red licorice isn't doesn't even exist. <laughs> it's just like strawberry flavored. But you know, like, cause you know, Twizzlers, there's, there was always the red and the black flavor. Red licorice isn't a thing. Like it's red strawberry flavored candy ropes. <laughs> black licorice is a thing. Um, so I'm assuming it's black licorice would remind me a bit of absinthe. Okay. We're going to get first impression here. Silver Creek vodka. <laughs> Smell. It smells, okay. It smells like vodka. Lovely, smooth. Yeah, I'm not like a huge vodka lover, but this is very smooth and very, what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't have my lion's mane mushrooms this morning and I think that that's why my brain doesn't work today. I was. I went out for breakfast and I went to the bathroom and I was thinking to myself, how old am I? <laughs> am I, I'm not, am I 27 or am I 28? I literally couldn't remember. I mean, that's nowhere near my real age, but I'm like, you know what, dude, does it ever happen to you where you very temporarily can't remember how old you are? And I, I almost had to Google to do the math because I'm like, the frick? Like, anyway, it was really strange. Um, my point is, is this, erase my memory. <laughs> Just joking. Um, this is lovely. And oh, I was going to say it's very, um, versatile, meaning it's just vodka. It can go in anything, tastes good. And, um, probably a little dangerous. My throat is heating up. 
I'm starting to feel a little buzzed even just from that. I'm going to be careful. Okay, this is interesting. This is Flaming Caesar Vodka. And it does have a slight orange tinge to it. Now, because it's... Okay, here are the ingredients. Vodka, garlic, horseradish, dill, celery seeds, scotch bonnets, and red chili peppers. What the hell are scotch bonnets? I've heard that before, that name, but I don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? Okay, let's look it up. Scotch bonnets. Oh, it's a pepper. It's a hot pepper. Oh, damn, it's gonna be spicy. Some of you may remember from previous podcasts I talked about the fact that I had a really bad ocular migraine and lost my sense of taste for spices. Um, everything else I can taste perfectly normal, um, but on the surface of my tongue, I can't taste spicy food, only on the sides of my tongue. So I still can get a burning mouth, um, except for it's not, it's something changed and it's still that way, um, but it burns coming out. <laughs> so if you think that I can go win all these pepper eating contests, I will suffer in the end. <laughs> so here we go. It's almost out. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. If my lips weren't red before, <laughs> they'd be red after this. This smells really freaking good. It reminds me of kind of like a liquid spice, like a brag or like a maggi, like the M-A-G-G-I. I call it maggi because that's what my family called it, but it's like Maggie, liquid spice. It smells really, really good, okay. Now, all I had in here before was the plain vodka, so this shouldn't affect the flavor at all. I'm pouring like quarter of a shot every time. Okay, <laughs> I'm kind of scared. Wow. Okay, the flavor is subtle. Would be incredible in a Caesar. And I can taste that there is spice in this. Now, when I make a Caesar, because I can't taste spice as well as I used to be able to, I dump a ton of Tabasco in it. But if you are, I don't know, like for some people that don't like super spicy Caesars, I don't even think you'd have to put hot sauce in your Caesar at all with this. Mmm. So winner, I can see why it's won awards. I've never tasted anything like it. And if you are a Bloody Mary or Caesar lover, um, you'll love this. Oh yes. Okay. I do want to absorb. <laughs> I brought a napkin this time. I'm going to absorb that out of this glass so I can taste the blueberry gin because we're switching not only from vodka to gin but to savory to sweet <laughs> so um the wicked raspberry gin is delicious now we're gonna try the blueberry gin and look at how pretty it is i love it it looks gorgeous and will add a nice little tinge of color to any one of your cocktails what was i gonna say oh i was gonna say that recently i had some friends from holland visiting and i think in the u.s too a caesar is not something that's common it's they're called bloody marys but they are made differently so i feel bad because i promised one of the dutchmen that i would make him a caesar but we were going to a kind of a resort it didn't wind up working out because they were busy doing their thing. And I was like, okay, for Christmas, I want to send like a package to make Caesar, like a Caesar. But I think shipping that kind of shit overseas like that is, I'm just gonna have to wait for them to come back so that I can make them a legit Caesar because it's not the same as a Bloody Mary. It is different. Um, okay, Wicked Blueberry Gin. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> Ingredients. Light on juniper and polished with a hint of blueberry. Okay. Uh, gin, natural blue blueberry flavor. This is so aromatic. This is like, if you were to, like a blueberry candle, that's how fragrant it is. <sighs> what is it reminding me of? I don't know. Okay, now I'm already drunk. Just testing. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm getting there though. Also, Okay, wait, let me just stay on track. Let me just finish. I'll try this. 
Holy crap. Natural blueberry flavor, that is wild. It's so over the top blueberry. Like if you like blueberry and you wanna taste blueberry in your cocktail, this is the gin for you. Cause holy crap. It's just really, it's like freaking a, a wave of blueberry. Like if I was running through a blueberry field, that's what this tastes like and smells like. Holy crap. That is, that is wild to me. I never knew that was possible with a natural blueberry flavor. Like it seems like there's a lot of either extract or I don't know how they get the blueberry flavor in it. If they brew it, distill it with blueberry. I don't know. I don't know the process. I should know more about distilling and all that fun stuff. One day I do want to have my own kitty liquor something, my own alcohol. Um, but until then, I'm okay with being a bit ignorant. <laughs> so today we are gonna be using the Wicked Citrus Gin. Um, I'm gonna be making something called a French 75. I've looked this recipe up and I happen to have everything that I need to make it. So I thought this is perfect. I also am gonna add a little twist to it so that I can name it something else, probably perverted, but hey, that's what we do here. Okay, so in a French 75, there is one ounce of gin, one ounce of triple sec, which is orange liqueur, one ounce of lemon juice, half an ounce of sugar and sparkling water. I'm eliminating the sugar. Um, and instead of sparkling water, I'm gonna be using this ginger beer, this clear ginger beer. <laughs> um, and I think that all of these flavors like orange and citrus are going, I mean, orange and <laughs> ginger are gonna work together beautifully. Am I out of focus? What happened? Is that just my vision? <laughs> Crap. Okay, well, anyway. Um, let me see here. So. I'm gonna try to be quiet with my bottles here. I'm gonna use my notepad to try to absorb any of the echoey sounds that come from my table. Um, I've got my, my handy dandy light standy. <laughs> Putting this here. See, I told you I shouldn't. I've already had like a shot, you guys. This podcast is gonna be crazy. I've got my, keep that in frame. I've got my lemon and I could have just used my freshly, I mean my, that's not true. I do have a bottle of lemon juice. That probably makes more sense. Whatever. We're going to do it Martha Stewart style with a real lemon, okay? I know that you're not used to seeing real lemons, but here we are with a real lemon. Smell it. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> so I'm, I'm assuming that about half a lemon would be an ounce fix that issue. And I have a napkin that's already got some gin on it. So my anthropology glass. Now, when I first use this squeezer, I put the lemon in like this. You're not supposed to do it like that. So let's do it like this. So why am I starting with lemon? Do I want it on the bottom? I think so. Oh, I don't have a straw and I'm wearing red lipstick. Whatever. <laughs> We're just gonna have to go with it. Uh, the ice is slightly melted, but hey, whatever. Okay. Lemon. That's a lot of lemon juice. Don't think I'm not going to the dentist right after this. Lemon in. Now we're gonna do, I should have used my, little measurer, but whatever. I'm just, I'm just gonna free pour, I don't care. Okay, one ounce of gin. Oh God, I just sprayed, sprayed gin. Oh, it's kind of like perfume. I'll smell like citrus gin any day, except for when I get pulled over by the police. Excuse me, miss, have you been drinking? No, but there's a citrus gin. I like to spritz it on myself every morning. Ah, yeah, okay. Please step out of the car, ma'am. All right, and then one ounce of triple sec. That's, you know, after, to be honest, when I I received an actual little shot glass measurer from uh, Raging Crow Distillery, and when I'm pouring an ounce, 
or two, it actually feels like a lot more than it is. So like, what, how do I explain this? I've always thought that I've been over pouring, but I really don't think I have been like, when I poured an ounce, I was like, oh, okay, that's, that's actually probably about right. I felt like I was pouring too. I am a free pourer. Do I have lipstick on my teeth yet? Whatever. Skipping the sugar because there's sugar in triple sec and there's also sugar in this ginger beer. Now, please, Lord, let this be a twist off. I have to go downstairs again. Do I not have a bottle opener in here? Just joking. Frick. That just gave me the heebies. Do you think I could do it with a knife? The back of the knife? This is a Hankles. It's a bit sad. <laughs> I don't think I came close to stabbing my face, but I feel like I might have <laughs> a split second. Could you imagine? That was dumb, okay? You guys, never, ever, ever do what I just did. That was dangerous. I just tried to open a bottle cap at eye level with a knife. I'm proud of myself though for getting the cap off, but still, don't try that at home um, and eliminate that from your memories. <laughs> it's on the internet forever, but um, that'll go, you know, I do wanna do a compilation of me actually spilling and breaking things and just, it would. It, it'll only be like 30 seconds long, but it'd be funny, okay. Strangely enough, I smell absolutely nothing. Good thing I have this to mix. Now, before I try it, suddenly I've turned into, I don't know who talks with a really light, whispery voice. Mm. I don't know, but I probably just blew your eardrums out with hitting the table. This is a, my take on a French 75. Let's call it, well, let's just, Let's taste it first. This, this could be the best concoctail I've ever made, ever. My goodness. And the little flavor of lipstick with the cocktail. I don't know how this is possible, but I don't see any, oh, I do actually. There's some definite red lipstick coming off. I was like, is this transfer proof? This is so freaking delicious. Okay. The recipe of course will be down below in the description box. Um, I highly recommend using the citrus gin with this ginger beer. And I think like this is pretty, you can find this at any kind of larger grocery store. Don't quote me, I don't know. I'm not, I don't deal in the ginger beer area, <laughs> but um, if you can find this probably too, and this is Canada dry. So this is like, should be probably where they sell any type of ginger ale. Um, so, so good. I think you could make this pretty much for anyone. And does this turn my drink purple? Anyway, and they'd appreciate it. Definitely don't eat any sugar. Don't add sugar. Take that out of the recipe. In fact, I'm going to take that out of the, well, unless you want to use sparkling water, then you might want to add it in there, but, or simple syrup, whatever. This is a winner. Winner, 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 and I'm literally gonna make this again. All of the alcohols that they sent me, all the spirits are tasty, lovely, smooth. That Caesar one is super, and not just or Caesar one, <laughs> the hot and spicy one, whatever it's called. The, yeah, flaming Caesar vodka um, would be great in a spicy martini, um, a spicy margarita, 
you name it. Perfect. Uh, definitely recommend these products. I tasted them. You saw it with your own eyes. You should probably taste it with your own lips and tongue. And uh, <laughs> um, all their information will be linked down below in the description box. Check them out. Dixon's Distillery out of Guelph, Ontario. And I believe they're open seven days a week for, it says all on their website, but for tours, I think. I should probably double check <laughs> before I put that out there. Okay, not for tours, but for their hours of operation. They're open seven days a week, which is sweet. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And these spirits will not go to waste. That's for sure. Okay, so my week. I have ordered a bajillion <laughs> bikinis for spring and summer. Let me explain. So uh, 25 days of micro bikinis is coming up for Patreon and a little bit on OnlyFans too. I, I still have to structure that whole thing properly because right now it's it's mainly a Patreon thing, but I do have a ton of OnlyFans. So I'm going to be figuring out, a, figuring out a way to feature this spectacular special uh, on both platforms. But so just stay tuned. But so I've got 25, actually more, I've got about 30 brand new micro bikinis coming from a few different companies. Okay. I've got a bunch of swimsuits from a website called Kayo Coco Swim. And they're not, that's not the name of the brand. That's just like, they're, they're basically a website that hosts a lot of different brands. And Mahi Swim, M-A-A-J-I, Mahi, Magi <laughs> Swim. Um, they, I fell in love with them a long time ago. This is before I ever started my channel. And um, this was like years ago because all of their swimsuits did not only fit really well, but they also were reversible. And so it was pretty much like getting two swimsuits in one, reverse the top, keep the bottom, like just really, really great products. So I saw that they were basically selling, it was a Canadian website and they're selling these swimsuits. And I was like, oh, they're a bit more pricey, but I've got a ton of their swimsuits and dresses and bags. I've got some activewear coming. I spent way too much money, but, and then I've got some more swimsuits coming from, um, what was that other website? Oh, it's like Mondaya, Mondaya Swim or something. Anyway, really adorable stuff. I've got a Dolls Kill Swim coming, uh, order coming, which is going to be a really interesting one because I've picked the craziest swimsuits that I could find um, and did spend a little bit too much there too. But what else is new? Um, and... <clears throat> So I've just got a ton of content coming. Um, so if you're just, if you only know me from my podcast, I do do swimsuit try-ons and lots of other kind of like women's wear. Uh, and you don't want to miss out because it's all a lot of fun. And I know not everybody's into try-ons, but it is a lot of fun and, you know, educational, right? That's why you watch it. It's purely educational. <laughs> Yes, and I also got that Amica blow dryer and I'm thinking about doing a tutorial video. This is not what I normally do. But I thought about bringing you into my morning routine and doing some makeup and hair, but mostly reviewing this Amica hair tool. I'm not sponsored by them, but I'm in the works of kind of like potentially becoming a bit of an ambassador. But that's not happened yet. But I'd love to actually show you how it does work and how it's really a game changer. I just bought it off the cuff. My hairdresser was like, hey, there's this new thing. And I was like, get it for me. So she did. And then I tried it out and really liked it. And that's all she wrote. You guys have to make this. This is a fresh, crisp, lovely cocktail, summer days, spring days. And because of the ginger, I almost feel like it's almost like a really good fall cocktail too, all across the board. And just, if it's summer cocktail, put a little umbrella in it. If it's a spring cocktail, put a little edible flower on the side. If it's a fall cocktail, put a cinnamon stick in it. I don't know. All I know is that it's really, really, really good. And also since I traveled to uh, Mexico and 
at my resort, there was a spread like lunch or breakfast, lunch, dinner, massive spread, really incredible, awesome fruits, even fruits I'd never tried. There was this one fruit that was, okay, well, you know how um, a pomegranate, you crack it open and there's like all little seeds that are coated in this jelly that's just to die for. There is another fruit very similar to uh, a pomegranate. It's probably the size of a kiwi. It's got a hard shell. It's yellow. You break it open and there are these slimy seeds in there and they doesn't look very appetizing, but it's so, so delicious. I do not remember the name of the fruit, but this was a staple every morning. I am a pineapple lover. I like fresh pineapple is just the best for me. I love it. And uh, yes, I've had the runs most of the time, <laughs> but I don't care because the amount of fresh fruit that I was consuming and really like it's, it was so hot down there that I wound up eating fruit for breakfast and really not eating anything until right around dinner time, around eight o'clock, but I would be having cocktails kind of in between. And then, you know, the rule, my rule at an all-inclusive resort is to have a glass of water in between every cocktail. It's not easy to do. The only way that, that you can make that happen is by ordering your cocktail and a bottle of water at the same time. And so I considered half a bottle, one drink of water, like one glass of water. Because it is so easy to get dehydrated when you're on vacation. It's super hot. You're not really eating much, which means you're not probably drinking a lot of water. I don't know how those two correlate. But anyway, you're, it's just like you're sweating more than you think you are. And, um, and then the heat also just makes you not want to eat. So you're just drinking more. And typically there's some sort of booze in it. Um, so yeah, that's just kind of a bit of a technique that I've learned over the times that I've been at resorts because I have been dehydrated to the point where I thought I was getting a bladder infection because when it starts to hurt when you pee, <laughs> you're dehydrated and that means you've got to start drinking more water and you can't just rehydrate with like drinking a bottle of water this big. It takes time. You, you can't just have a bottle of water and you're good to go. It takes like 15 bottles of water and you, you still wind up peeing most of it out but anyway it's sort of interesting but so why did I start talking about that I don't really know but anyway moving on <laughs> so this morning I was out for breakfast and typically instead of like a starch like a hash browns or whatever I'll order like a side of fruit I was talking about fruit consuming fruit oh and changing my diet and really not going back to keto just kind of like really kind of managing what I put in my mouth and just avoiding kind of bad carbs but anyway this morning avoiding the hash browns that came with my breakfast I had asked for a fruit bowl nine times out of ten and I know all of you listening can attest to this if you've ordered food or breakfast out anywhere the fruit bowl that you get is is 75% melon. So um, cantaloupe and melon. Typically unripe, a little bit a little bit soggy. Maybe there's a few grapes thrown in there. And there might be one strawberry. <laughs> so this is bullshit. I hate this. This is like a cop out. They're charging, what, $4 for a fruit bowl and it's just trash fruit. But then I realized that you can sometimes like modify your fruit bowl request and ask for all berries, um, which I've started doing. But this morning I did, I forgot. And it, it just took me back. And I rem remembered all the years of spending money on fruit bowls and just getting melon. And don't even, like, I enjoy a nice ripe cantaloupe. Melon, the green shit, I, I've never bought one in the grocery store. I really just don't. I think it's like you got a 99% chance you're not going to like it. <laughs> but with the cantaloupe, like I said, I do enjoy cantaloupe. I do buy cantaloupe and it's when done right, it's great. And then if there's anything besides, you know, the grape, the strawberry, it'll be like a, a little piece of pineapple. And usually that's the only thing that I'll eat out of the whole thing. What the hell? I know fruit is fruit is expensive, and I know that melon is probably more ref, uh, refrigeratable, <laughs> uh, more non-perishable <laughs> than other fruit. But it's annoying, and I hate it. And I just want some fruit. And especially after coming from Mexico, where you have just the ripest, beautifulest 
I lost a word, but freshest. And I was like getting used to really having a, like a smorgasbord of fruit in the morning. So anyway, I was kind of like trying to relive my Mexico stay. That didn't happen. I was more reminded as to how we do not live in Mexico or nor near <sighs> any fruit trees, <laughs> plants, uh, you name it. So I had somebody ask me recently, and I think that I've discussed something similar on this podcast before, but what would be your fantasy date? Obviously, the first thing is being on... So it it doesn't necessarily specify your first date. Say it's with somebody that you've been with for a while, right? Because that eliminates the whole, do you like the person? Are you nervous? You're thinking more about lipstick on your teeth and enjoying yourself, that kind of thing. Because first dates are, I think, 99% of the time super awkward. Not necessarily true for the guy. I mean, as a girl who's put effort in my hair or makeup, my smell, my, did I brush my teeth enough? I have a bit of a, a thing for smells and not because... Sm maybe it is because certain smells really bother me, but I really worry, like if I'm kissing somebody for the first time, I tend to just inhale and hold my breath because I don't want to be like, <sighs> like breathe in their face. And I don't know if it's because of trauma from somebody doing that to me in the past. I don't remember anything specific, but I do know that I wind up really having to catch my breath when I'm kissing somebody because I'm like, <sighs> like holding my breath unnecessarily because it's natural to breathe as you're like, you have to breathe. You know what I mean? So does that happen to you? <laughs> but anyway, it's more of my, I'm just afraid to have bad breath. Like, I don't know. I just, that's just in the back of my mind. So anyway, first dates are always awkward, not just for that reason, but for many more reasons. But so I'd say fantasy date with someone that you've been with for a while that you're comfortable with. And what would it be? Think about it. And not that I'm a real bougie bitch. <laughs> I'm not looking for a really rich man. I make my own money and I can afford to do these things myself. And to be honest, I wouldn't mind forking it, forking it out for a once in a lifetime date. I would love to, okay, this is good. This is extreme and it might not even work. Like when it comes to date, like a, being considered a date, this is more of a vacation. <laughs> Private jet to Bora Bora. We get to the airport, our car is waiting, uh, which takes us to our resort. And of course, we're staying on like a little cabana on the ocean. We get there, there are rose petals. No, that's cheesy, let's see. Um, there's a bowl of fresh fruit on the bed with napkins that are folded, no, towels that are folded like swans and sprinkled on the bed. What wouldn't be itchy? <laughs> there's some sort of flower petals on the bed. The bath is already run full of bubbles, more flower petals there. And we arrive and we can't believe how beautiful this place is. We're loving every step of the way. <laughs> it's so bad. What's happened to me? I can't tell stories anymore. And so the, we have um, kind of our butler that's, I shouldn't say butler, but like, you know, one of the staff is showing us around. This is where the fridge is. We open the fridge pretty much you know, angelic music plays. There's Dixon's Distillery gin and vodka in the fridge, <laughs> champagnes. We are anxious to get our um, bellboy out of our room because we're ready to get down and dirty. And when I say down and dirty, we just took a 18 hour flight and we, we want each other so bad that we're not even gonna shower first. We're just gonna get into it and then just jump in the ocean after. <clears throat> so that's just what we do. We mess up all of our sheets, flower petals everywhere, flower petals in places that you never thought there could be and um, have a great little session and then jump into the ocean. And it is warm, incredible. I'm talking about the ocean, by the way. <laughs> and um, uh, head to the pool because we have to get the salt off so we don't chafe. So we got to go instead of shower. We didn't even shower. We just jump right into the pool from the ocean and poolside. There's a little tray, a floating tray of more fruit and like a charcuterie platter, like meats, cheeses uh, and cocktails. And it's just floating towards us. So once we stop making out like crazy, we start snacking and drinking and start making plans for the evening. But as I start to look at the menu, you say to me, oh, don't worry, I have it all planned out. So I think that we're gonna have some sort of really cute, adorable dinner on the beach somewhere. So we're in a car, a fancy one, 
and we're driving to the location that I think we're going to be having dinner, but we pull up into this field and I see a hot air balloon. And I'm thinking to myself, this is amazing, but how the hell are we going to eat our dinner? Because I'm starving. Well, I don't realize that the hot air balloon has, has like 20 square feet. <laughs> How much is that? Anyway, big enough to have a table and chairs. So we're going to have dinner in a hot air balloon as we float above the ocean in Bora Bora. Did I say Bora Bora, right? The Maldives? Whatever. So we wind up having the most romantic dinner. And as we're having dinner, every five minutes we hear... Which was fine, because you know why? The view made up for it. <laughs> it kept our food warm. Then <clears throat> we land back where we started. And we're, we've had the most incredible raw oysters and food. And then we get back into the car and head back to the resort. To the resort. <laughs> Whoa. Just let me take one more sip here. And I don't even want to call it a resort. It's a resort, but we're kind of independent. There's no like communal eating or anything like that. So we get back, crawl into our freshly made bed, flick off the random insects in our room because there's no walls or windows. It's just open. And hit the hay. Ooh. After making love about six more times. Uh, yeah, so that is, oh, let me just snap out of it here. That is a dream date for me. <sighs> Email me at kittylearpodcast at gmail.com if you want to go on a date with me. Because now I really, really, really want to go. And I've never been, so. Yeah, another thing that's a little bit embarrassing, but I will own up to it, is I've recently started to get back into ghost adventures. So I discovered that there is an app called Discovery. <laughs> How appropriate. And um, Discovery now owns the Travel Channel, which is where Ghost Adventures was aired before. So back in the day when you used to have to wait once a week for an episode to air of your favorite show. So every Thursday, a new episode of Ghost Adventures would come up. And I just lived for Thursday nights. I based my week around it. I made sure I was home on Thursday nights. I made sure that nobody was with me that was going to be an asshole about ghost adventures because not that I believe it's the thing. Okay, this is this is what I firmly believe about ghost adventures. I know that they they're a bit over the top with drama when it comes to certain things, but I also know for a fact they that they do not fake any evidence they don't like i've seen other shows where it's so obvious that they're faking it ghost adventures does not do this i also have had have the biggest crush on zach baggins i love you <laughs> if you're somehow seeing this right now i'd love to go on some sort of investigation with you and the boys of course you're probably married and you probably have kids but just in case you're not and you don't then that would be a lifelong dream dream <laughs> that'd be a lifelong dream for me <laughs> um in fact i was in vegas two days after ghost adventures was searching for somebody to do a lockdown investigation uh of the was it the mirage hotel anyway it was a hotel that was shutting down or that had shut down and they were investigating and they were they tweeted that they were in some they were outside of the um anyway one of the main casino strips not the main street but off the like the the strip with like the overhang thing, like the the roof, <laughs> the round roof. <laughs> anyway, um, outside the gold something hotel. Anyway, uh, the casino. I was literally like, if I had found out that they were going to be there two days. No, actually, sorry, I was there. I was there after they had filmed that. Anyway, sorry, I'm all over the place, but I. Got back into watching them because I rediscovered them. I was kind of watching pirated episodes on YouTube because I just didn't know where to go. The Travel Channel website didn't have it and no information. And 
and finally I discovered where to find all of their, and I, you know, it's so dumb. I was trying to search like uh, season 21. That was to me in my head, the most recent season. But when I downloaded the discovery app, there are 25 seasons. So I'm starting at um, season 22 and I'm like, oh, I love that I have so many seasons to catch up on. Uh, anyway, so <clears throat> if any of you happen to know Zach Baggins or <laughs> want to like hook a girl up, um, not because I want to date him, but just because I would love to go on an investigation and I do have equipment of my own. And it's just like, like I said, a li lifelong dream. <sighs> anyway, so I'm back into Ghost Adventures and I, uh, it's sort of, it's funny how it like re-triggers things in my brain where... I'm a little bit more creeped out and I think about things a little bit more when I'm like heading into the crawl space and stuff because I'm like, I've relit a flame that's sort of been out a little bit. Um, not just for Zach Bagans, but for just ghost hunting. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Wow, it's been an hour. I'm gonna hop into groovy music, M-E-W-S-I-C. Music. So lame. But anyway, <clears throat> this song I found that I'm going to play for you in my pod tunes playlist is called Give Me Your Love by Spring Gang and Amaranthine. A-M-A-R-A-N-T-H-I-N-E. Amaranthine. And uh, let's give it a listen.
what do you think of that? Definitely soul. Um, like I said, it's kind of been the direction of my <laughs> groovy music. It's to me, it's about the bass. I've talked about this before. <clears throat> it's kind of about the beat and not necessarily the lyrics, but there's some really great music on Epidemic Sound. This is not sponsored. <laughs> I've used them for a while, uh, but sometimes I'm super impressed by some of the music and I've downloaded it for, like onto my phone to listen in the car. Um, so yeah. It's worth a subscription if you are a creator like me and you can kind of like use it. Um, not necessarily just to listen for yourself because it is, there is some weird stuff mixed in there too. Like stuff that is sort of lame. I'm not gonna lie, but it takes all types to make a world like Epidemic Sound go around, right? Some people are looking for something cheesy, so. You can find that there too. Okay, so this is like, we're taking a bit of a twist here, uh, but not necessarily because after kind of being in the ghost adventures type mood, I found a list of fascinating stories that morticians have told. They're revealing the strangest and most mysterious cases they've ever worked on. So mortician is somebody that essentially, like I, I kind of was confused initially about what, who performs the autopsies? A mortician? Is it a, I thought there was a different name for it. I gotta look that up because there is a difference. Because there's also the guy that shows up at the scene that declares someone dead. What is the name of that guy? Okay, so a mortician or funeral director is someone who handles the details of funerals, burials, and cremations. A mortician may be a business owner. Okay, so the mortician is not necessarily somebody who performs the autopsies. Now, so these stories are from morticians. God, what's the name of the person that performs the autopsy? I know this. It's, um, yeah, pathologist is who perf like performs the autopsy. The mortician is in charge of, is the funeral director. So anyway... I can see where they would be telling the story because they have to prep the bodies. So anyway, this is really morbid and I it's super fascinating to me. Like if I had a different career path, potentially I could have been a mortician or a pathologist because it's so fascinating to me, but I'm also super sensitive. So I would probably cry every day <laughs> if I did that. So that's probably not a good idea. But so all of these stories have a title and then an explanation. So this title is her cause of death was hardly magical, even though a gargoyle was involved. The Undertaker had to prepare a woman for viewing at a wake who had been killed by a gargoyle falling from the tower of an old church and making a direct hit. Apparently, it did extensive damage, the kind that took him several days to reconstruct preparatory work. That's unfortunate. Oh, this is weird. Uh, this case proves that vices should only be used, for prof or used by professionals that are properly attired. The weirdest and most puzzling case was a man in his late 60s who died of a pulmonary embolism as a result of crushing his own penis in a vice. I've tried to think of ways it could have happened accidentally. Naked woodworking? What his thought process could possibly have been. There are some people that do some weird things. And I think that that's probably something that's been done more than once, unfortunately. Uh, smoking may have worse results than you ever imagined. We once had a lady that came in looking like she had died in a war. Burn marks, lacerations, and what I imagine what, look, what it looks like if you get hit by a grenade or a mine. Apparently she had been discharged from the hospital earlier that day for a hip replacement. They had given her a bottle of oxygen and strict orders not to smoke. You can probably piece together what happened. While old Miss Jo Camel sits right down on her sofa on her porch at home, plops the oxygen tank down next to her, and with oxygen tubes still in her nose, lights up her very last cigarette. That's crazy actually, because if you are kind of a habitual smoker, you have, you sm smoke for many years, you don't even think about it. Like you're just doing your usual thing. You're lighting your cigarette with oxygen. Like, is it that, is it that combustible? Like flammable? Is it straight? I don't know. That's terrible. So some of these I haven't read yet. So like, if it's really bad, I'm sorry. <laughs> this was certainly not a relaxing soak is the title. One such instance, a large apartment complex started smelling something terrible coming from a particular room. The landlord found the old lady that lived there dead in the bathtub. Apparently she was getting in the tub to take a bath and had a heart attack. The water was running already hot and she had accidentally knocked loose the drain with her foot. So what happened for the next two weeks is she lay there mar marinating in hot water. Now you'd think the water would eventually cool, right? Nope. <laughs> 
They had those industrial hot water heaters since it was shared by the apartment complex and it easily kept up with the hot water demand. So she had been sitting in this hot water for a couple of weeks, basically cooking. When they went in to try and move the body, it was similar to picking up a marinated chicken. The meat fell right off the bone. Sorry about that. <laughs> Some of these I can't read, they're so bad. This case had a mind warping turn of events. Uh, there was a motorcycle accident with the rider having no helmet. He lost his head in the crash. Authorities wandered the ditches to find the head of the butt at the butt crack of dawn. What the frick? How do they throw in this kind of joke at telling the story? Uh, they couldn't find it, but they were, they were still walking around and looking and seeing things in, the, in that odd dusk, thinking they might trip over a detached head in the ditch. Other responders eventually figured it out. The head was pushed down into the body. Ugh, I don't like this. This is freaking me out. Electrocution was the cause of death, but no electricity was nearby. I am both paramedic and a mortician, so I've seen some real doozies. One of the most bizarre was the fellow who, upon autopsy, had his case of death declared as an electrocution, despite the fact that the abandoned farmhouse he was in hadn't had electricity in decades. Lividity and decomposition both supported the conclusion that he died where he was found, so it wasn't a body dump but there was no possible way for him to have been electrocuted there. He was inside the wooden building with no damage to the roof. He was in the middle of the room too, so it's unlikely that he was touching anything potentially conductive that could have passed the current of a lightning strike through his body. Just plain weird. So it was never solved why he had been electrocuted whilst in the middle of the room. You know what's also really weird is like random, like what is it, human combustion? Natural human combustion? That kind of shit? That's also weird. It's almost like falls into the same category. Okay, this sounds a little less brutal. A sapling tree was responsible for this surprising death. My brother told me about his case where a guy got into a car wreck and ended up being ejected out of the windshield. When the police first respond, or when the first responder showed up, he was sitting outside the car in shock, but seeming, but seemed absolutely fine other than some scratches and a broken arm. A miracle, really. But as soon as the EMT lifted him up to give him more a more thorough examination, the guy immediately collapsed and stopped breathing. They rushed him to the hospital where he died, but they couldn't pinpoint what caused his sudden death. My brother performed the autopsy and discovered that the guy, when he was launched from the car, had been penetrated via rectum by a small sapling. When the guy was sitting down, he was still in shock and probably didn't notice, but when EMT stood him up, the sapling most likely prefer perforated his bowel and destroyed his internal work. That's the last one, you guys. <laughs> The first couple that I read weren't this brutal, but gosh, it, it is kind of fascinating though, like the different ways and it's horrible, right? And it's, I'm so sorry if any of these things have happened to your loved ones and anyone you know, but um, yeah, I'm sure that there are some really strange things that people have to kind of figure out and deal with. But I know like some people can, because I witnessed an accident, like a really, really bad one where uh, the guy was ejected from the car and he, but he lived, he only had a broken finger, but his car was a ball of like crushed aluminum is what it looked like. Anyway, he, he was walking around on his cell phone and how he had his phone, like it was probably in his pocket or something, but telling his family members that he wasn't going to make it home. <laughs> so we, we were the first ones on the scene and we're like, holy shit. The scary thing is that some people can be in total shock after an accident and then die shortly after. Like they could be walking around, they could be helping other people, but you know, they don't realize the extent of their own injuries or they're just, their adrenaline is keeping them alive. I don't know, but it's like, there are certain things that can happen where the person that you think is fine, that's sitting over there and dies. This is terrible. Well, I hate to end it on that kind of morbid note, um, but I hope that you enjoy this podcast. It is episode 50, episode 52. I'm going to plan for something interesting. And I believe it's going to land on Good Friday or maybe not. Let me just see here. This episode is going to be going up on the 8th. Next episode will be Good Friday and the following episode will be uh, on the 22nd, which will be episode 52, which is crazy. Um, thank you so much to Dixon's Distillery for sending me all of these spirits. And this drink recipe will be down in the description box below. Uh, French 75, that's the name of this cocktail, but I kind of added a twist, so let's call it a French kiss, 75. <laughs> I like 75, I'm not gonna change the number. <laughs> or we just call it like a French 70. French 69. That's it. It's not a French 75. It's a French 69. See, somehow we always make it our own, right? 
Um, also, email me at kittylickerpodcast at gmail.com. Check out my Linktree links. That's where you can find my free OnlyFans, my Patreon, um, all of that fun stuff in that link. And also Dixon's Distillery links will be down below in the description box as well. I do think that that little four pack of spirits is an awesome gift idea. Just saying. Um, thank you all so, so much for tuning in and spending this time with me. I hope that you enjoyed it. Um, I will be back probably without red lips and maybe a bit of a fancier outfit, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. <laughs> um, thank you all so much and I'll see you in my next video.